regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that you know is the same every week. Do we know it yet? I think we do. Well, it's how it works. I'm joined today by two of my very best bosom buds. Oh, hello. I'm Joe. Thank you. That's brilliant. And Steve, what's your name, you beautiful boy? Hello. My name is Steve, and this week... That's enough. I want to hear no more from you. You've said enough. I can see your face moving. It's delightful. I'll tell you what my feature is tonight. It's about socks. Socks, socks, socks. The footwear of the beast. (laughs) Um, So, um... What have you got anything for us? Bet you have. I have been looking at um descriptions of horror films on Wikipedia and um feel like I've learned a thing or two. So I'm giving it a shot. I wish I'd never let you finish that sentence. I hope I don't equally regret what Steve's got to say. I've been deep diving into the archives of regular features as archives to find old features that caught my eye. No, that's terrible. Nice. I'm, I'm almost glad I let you finish that <laughs> sentence without interrupting, but I, I almost think I could have given you ten more seconds to hang yourself with your own words, Steve. Yeah. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again. No! <laughs> You've had your chance, Steve. No more chances for you. It's time to begin the podcast with a jingle that we love so much, and it's going to be great. You're going to love it. Hang around, stick around. We're going to have a good time. Rubbish. I didn't get to intro my feature the way I... It sounds like I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and that's great. And I interrupted Joe, and I let you talk for so long you fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fun thing. <laughs> I like a regular feature, You like a regular feature, too. Regular, regular feature, too. Malfunction. Malfunction. Now call us Ugly Ants again for the recording. Ugly Ants. <laughs> I can't I can't work up that kind of passion out of nowhere. I have to build myself up by explaining to you that I am a worshipful master now and you are nothing to me. <laughs> spineless. Spineless. People say spineless worm. You yeah, invertebrates. Like you spineful worm. <laughs> a, sp- a spineful worm would be the y- least useful worm there could be. You are nothing. You are a spineless worm, but you do have a coccyx. It's a... <laughs> You have a vestigial bit. You've got it's a spine with a really nice ass. Not a spine, a worm. Don't get me wrong. You're hot, but you're still a fucking worm. <laughs> now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's flashback. That's right. It's a flashback special for me only because your features are not flashing back. I don't know what your features are, but mine. You know what a flashback is? Is it when you can't see anything after a while because someone's... Th- Bombed you. That's a flash bang. Oh, okay. Um, do you know what one is, Joe? I only know when I'm having one, when my vision goes all wibbly. But before that, I find it really hard to remember what a flashback is. I thought you were going to describe cashback, so you could say, no, that's cashback. <laughs> no, I'm not that good. <laughs> um, I've, I was feeling nostalgic, I was going through the archives, and uh, uh, I came across some classic episodes of Regular Features mm-hmm. uh, that I, I thought I would, I thought I would uh, just refresh your memory by bringing those back and playing them for you mm. here, right, nice. live. Right now. The special new voice you're debuting for. Him, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Did I can't do you like that? Yeah. I hope this voice okay. carries us to episode 500, Steve. It's lush. <laughs> Does anyone else remember episode f- f- five? Episode five of Regular Features? Yeah, baby. Apes invent five. ego. 
If, and if I'm right on that one, I'm very sorry. <laughs> and so there was this guy, right? And he had lots of different pets. Like he had a dog and he had a cat. He had a cat? Yeah, he had a cat and he had a dog as well. Like he had a, what, he had a cat in his kitchen? Well, sometimes, I guess it would, yeah, it might go into the kitchen every now and then. When he wasn't using it, of, of course. What do you mean using it? When he wasn't using the cat, he would probably place it in a cupboard in his kitchen, right? I don't think he'd put the cat in the cupboard. So he'd just leave his cat in the sink, right? You know, with all the dirty spoons. Fucky bastard. Joe, do you know what a cat is? Of course I do. How many legs does a cat have? None. And they're rock hard. And if you drop them, they smash into a thousand pieces. Right. And do you reckon you could eat crisps out of a cat? I mean, if you've got guests round, I suppose. Joe, you massive idiot. You think cats are bowls? I do not think cats are bowls. I think cat is a type of bowl. You just I think, think a cat's a bowl. Oh, yeah, you know, I think it's a type of bowl. Is it not a type of bowl? It's not a type of bowl. That's not what a cat is. Get a LaCroix is like, cat. Is it like a tagine? You goon. You goon. Oh, God. Yeah, remember that episode? That was um, humiliating. Look, I was a lot younger then. I've learnt what a cat is now. I've just... Well, I got confused. Yeah. Well, it's one of those embarrassing... Like, everyone has to learn sometimes. Everyone, is that Beck? That's Beck, as Beck said. <laughs> Everyone's got to learn what a cat is every now and then. I think that's Beck's greatest lesson after the sex laws that he told us all about. <laughs> well, putting that to one side, does anyone else remember episode seven, 70? Seven, oh, 70. Now, I think I know what this one is. So I turned around the corner, and what do I see sitting there? It's only a bloody cat. <laughs> wow, a cat. Yeah, it was the last thing I expected to oh see. Oh my god, yeah, especially that far inland. Huh? I mean, you you just wouldn't expect to see a cat so far from the ocean, would you? Well, I, I don't know. They don't tend to like the water. <laughs> really? Cats don't like water? <laughs> Most of them don't, no. What? Cats don't like water, even though they spend all their time just bobbing around in it. Log. Do you know what a cat is? Yeah, of course I do. How many sails does a cat have? One. A cat has one sail. Log, you think cats are boats, you idiot. Oh my god, Fuck, you I think can't cats believe. are boats? The cats you are think cats they just are go around. Boats. They you... go around the harbour. Tell me a cat that doesn't oh fucking go god. into a bay. Meow, meow, got big <laughs> fucking rudder. That's ridiculous. You goon. The fuck you I'm goon. a you goon. goon. You're a goon for that. A goon me? Admiral goon. No goon me. Oh, that was a classic feature. That time when Log forgot or didn't know what a cat was. I can't but like the irony of it. It's delicious. That's why I knew what was coming. <laughs> well, let's move quickly onwards because who ever of anyone could ever forget episode 408. Of regular features. Be careful not to use like 400 ones that people might actually remember. <laughs> right. And when I opened my suitcase, there oh, there he was, all safe and sound. Old Mittens the cat. Aww. That's such a lovely feature, Log. 
Yeah, it's a funny name for a cat, though, isn't it? Is it? I thought Mittens was fairly basic, an original name for a cat, really. Well, I've never heard of a cat called Mittens. Really? I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's pretty common. It's like, it's like the basic name for a cat, isn't it? Oh, no, actually, I've, I've never even heard of anyone naming a cat. You've never heard of anyone name naming... Steve, do you know what cats are? Of course I know what cats are. How big is a cat? About 150 feet tall and covered head to toe in pine needles. Steve, that's a pine tree. Oh, my you God. You think cats no. are pine trees. I know it's not oh, a... You, that's not what I said. Don't, you did say it. You you that's said not exactly. what I said. Go back and listen Climbing to it. Cats. You said... Well, I, look, I could, will go back and listen to it, but well, you said don't. pine needles. Well, don't then. But don't listen don't to it. You just told me to listen to it. To it. You goon! You're a goon! goon. I'm a goon! I'm, I'm you're exposed a, for the goon that you are. You're an absolute bloody piney goon. goon. I will pine not goon. be spoken to on my own podcast <laughs> as though I am a goon. And I'm not a goon. I'm not a bloody goon. <laughs> Said the goon. <laughs> to the bishop. Um... Was that it? Have either of you, fine, fettled folks, ever watched the VHS series of horror films? One on video cassette. The series of horror films that are on a format. It's called VHS. I'm going to take that as a solid no. <laughs> what, does it sound like a very horrific story? It, it might as well do. Um, uh, I, by the way, I should tee up. Neither have I, because they oh, sound okay. <laughs> awful. Uh, they just what, the, sound really The sound unpleasant. quality of VHS is bad. Oh, and then some. Um, the, but I'll tell you the premise of them because I've done some extensive research into the VHS films. Mm. They are um, short-form anthology movies, so they've got a sort of framing narrative, and it's usually a man goes into a house and there's a VHS on the floor, and he puts it in a machine and he dies. Puts Um, it into his tummy and he starts shouting the words off it. (laughs) That would be more, from what I understand, more... um, thoughtful than most of these <laughs> framing narratives. But what the VHS is in that he's putting in the machines, then you watch them, right? And they're all found footage, short stories, each one, different director and a different premise. And you never know where they're going to go, right? Because um, they're not just about ghosts or knives. Some of them are about aliens or demons or I think there's one about Human crime. A gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and there's like skeletons that get punched by skateboarders and stuff. It's all pretty gnarly. But you might be wondering how I could possibly know so much about the three VHS movies without ever having watched a minute of them. And it's because I am a connoisseur of reading the Wikipedia entries for horror films that I think are going to be too scary for me to watch. <laughs> I didn't know you were scared, Nicole. Well, I like some horror films, but ones that sound like they're just mean. I don't like mean horror oh, films. You like, I like kind horror feel... films where no one's mean and everyone just... Well, just mm. yeah. That's porn, where everyone just cuddles. That's <laughs> yes. porn. Oh, porn is the I opposite see. of horror. <laughs> um, yeah. 
basically, I just don't like anything where it's like what the film is, is in some cases like three horrible men want to have sex with a woman and then it turns out she's a demon and eats them as well. Because then everyone's horrible in it. You like that, (laughs) I know. Um, But basically, so what I did was, I, I really like reading Wikipedia entries for films, but most films, right, when you boil them down, Wikipedia plot can be like three sentences. It can be like, Citizen Kane waked up and he was a bad guy. But then at the end, Sledge everywhere. (laughs) So, yeah, you basically like, you know, there's not much to them. You don't get all the juice you want. But because VHS is always trying to tell you what each one is about, there's actually quite a lot of meat. And it ends up basically being a series of short, quite sterilely written short stories about um, really horrible shit. Uh, and I just like, I just kind of indulged in reading all of them and just going, it's mm, a bit horrible. What about the next <laughs> one? <laughs> well, I wonder if that one will leave my palate equally unclean. Exactly. But there's something, there's something, I think, ex- I think there's actually a sort of, I think there's an art to writing a good Wikipedia plot synopsis that whoever's in charge of the VHS ones has done quite well with. Like, they tell you just enough, but leave out all the interesting or good things that have been done in the filmmaking and just leave you with pure plot. Like, nothing else. Just like, it's like eating dry shreddies. It's just all you get is that good malt and nothing else. <laughs> Just a Farley's rusk for you. Yeah. And I, so I've been thinking about it. I've been like, wow, whoever wrote those is pretty good. And I wonder if I could write like a VHS Wikipedia summarizer. And so what I've done is made up a VHS short film, but not filmed any of it. I've just turned it into a Wikipedia entry. Um, so they always start with a title, and the title of mine is Mother Bought a Haunted Halberd. Um, and then they have the writer and director. So it's written by Joe Scrabbles. It's directed, now get this, by Steven Spielberg. Wow. Right, okay. Really, I mean, Steve, I think- Steve Hoggarty was right there. He, his heart must have skipped when you said that and started. As soon as I hit the un in Steven, he was like, fuck, no one calls me Steven. Um, I'd love if... Um- all of the Wikipedia entries that you've been reading, Joe, have also been written by frightened white boys. Absolutely sure they have been. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a collection of frightened white boys who each watch um, a minute of the film and they get too spooked, but they have enough to write one sterile line of dialogue <laughs> of, uh, of plot synopsis. Um, so, yeah, because basically what I think is VHS has been leaving money on the table by not getting Steven Spielberg to do one. That's stupid. They got, like, Joe Swanberg, who did a Greta Thunberg movie. You're like, great. Get Steven Spielberg in, you're going to be in the money. Idiots. So mine is by Steven Spielberg. Uh, and this is how the um, Wikipedia entry would be written. I might just drop this, because you can edit those pages. I might just drop this on and see how long it takes to get taken off. <laughs> so it, it reads... Clive is a teenager, played by David Caruso off of CSI Miami. 
Clive is filming himself for a school project on a huge camera, one of those massive cameras they used on 80s films. His school report is to document unimpeachable evidence of life after death. David talks into a mirror about how angry he is that no ghosts have shown up in his house yet because he spent a lot of money renting a giant camera in the hopes of it being bigger, meaning that you could see more things in it, especially ghosts or even ghouls. (laughs) At that moment, Clive's mother enters the room off camera and says that she can help him with his school project and that he should come into the TV room to see. Clive clumsily wheels the massive camera through his house, and propped up on the sofa is a full-size medieval halberd. Clive's mother says that the antiquesman she bought the halberd from insisted that it was haunted by the spirit of a French knight who was killed by the halberd in a war ages ago. At that exact moment, a man dressed in full armour clanks along from one side of the frame to the other. (laughs) Clive and Mother Clive don't seem to notice. Later that night, Clive turns on the camera, whispering that he's heard a noise and he's pretty sure it's probably a ghost. We see him wheel the camera back through the house, and this time the man in armour is standing in the hallway, tapping his armoured foot, and it's extremely loud because armour's made of metal, not normal shoe, which is quieter. (laughs) As the camera moves past... Clive says, Dad, shut up! And it becomes clear that the filmmakers have absolutely duped you into thinking that that was the ghost when in fact Clive's dad just wears armour for some reason. Just as you, the viewer, are processing this, however, the mega camera turns the corner to see Clive's mother suspended in midair with a whole alien falling out of the bottom of her nighty. <laughs> Mum says, wait. Mum, says Clive, that halberd wasn't haunted, it was a device for aliens. A loud groan happens behind the camera and Clive wheels it around to see Father Clive doubled over. The arse plate to his armour pops violently off like the top of a Smarties tube and a whole alien crawls slowly out of Clive's dad's arse, looking directly (laughs) into the camera the whole time. This takes a full five minutes and at the end the dad is actually dead <laughs> I'm this is so... if your arse plate popped off with the ferocity of a smarties tube then I, exactly. that would kill you from the outside <laughs> the rapid decompression inside his armour <laughs> total prolapse <laughs> well, what do you think the alien was come on keep up this is so shit, says Clive, and he tries to run away, except he's in one of those suits that straps him to the camera, if those exist, and so the camera is pulled along behind him, which is a very smart way to use the found footage medium to create a legitimate action scene, if you think about it. The two aliens are giving chase. <laughs> Assuming those camera things exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did look. This is what Wikipedia has on it. I can't do anything about that. The two aliens are giving chase, and we see Clive's mother just sort of burst in the background, so she's dead now too. (laughs) The aliens begin to catch up, and just as one bears its alien teeth ready to strike, we see a laser blast hit it right in the eye, and it's absolutely disgusting. And inside the eye socket, there's even more teeth, because it's an alien. Another laser blast kills the second alien by hitting it in the arm. 
which is alien weak spot. The camera turns round and Clive is holding a chrome pistol and he's wearing a black suit and shades. He turns to the camera and says, now I have to neuralize you, my teacher at school, and flashes a neuralizer right into the camera lens. It turns out it was a Men in Black movie all along. What? That's good. Credits. Spielberg. That's classic Spielers. And we're so, on the planet that gets potted into a black hole in a yeah, game of yeah. cosmic. Oh, Ooh. shit, I didn't do the proper good Men in Black ending. <laughs> and then it turns out that uh, the camera zooms out and it's they're just a pea on a plate of fish and chips and peas in a big fridge. And it's an alien that can out. In a cafe in Western Superman. <laughs> they, they can't afford the special effects to have Clive Mum... Clive's mum explode in the foreground. Yeah. Because <laughs> they spent it all on the giant CGI camera pan out at the very end. We can only See? afford like 400 pixels for this explosion, so you're too really far away. I could tell you guys were critics because you've seen right through Spieler's techniques. Um, but yeah, what I might do is just sneak that onto the Wikipedia page for VHS 3. I reckon VHS viral. Um, and. Um, See how long it takes Jimmy Wales to track me down and uh, get involved. Because me and Jimmy Wales, he knows I didn't donate to Wikipedia all those years ago. And he's got it in for me. He knows. Um, So, yeah. Horror. Horror. I feel horrified now. My my (laughs) guts are all over the place. (laughs) The the only place where they're not is where they're supposed to be. That's the last place you'll find them. Give me ten minutes. I'm Gandalf, and I put a spell on you because you're mine. The minds of Moria, that is. <laughs> Regular features. Right, shall I do my feature then? Yeah. All right, I fucking will. Fucking calm down, Joe. Go oh, up, please. Right. Go off my case. You know I've got a feature. Don't make it. Oh, don't rush it. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to stick to this voice now. This is the voice I'm going to do the whole fucking feature in. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll, it'll, it'll change into Italian soon. <laughs> anyway, if you know me, and I think by now you know me, you know that I'm rarely out of a sock. I don't think I'd be shocking either of you right now if I told you that I'm sporting a kind of dual sock situation. That's right, lefty's gone for an argyle knit. Righty's sporting a daring trainer sock that only leaves the toes to the imagination. I've been wearing socks for literally months now, so I thought I'd share some of the wisdom I've picked up since I got married to my wife literally months ago. (laughs) What this is, is a top ten tips of the sock shit I've learnt since marrying my wife literally months ago. (laughs) Count them down. Count them up, rather. I'm starting at one. Traditional. Count them up from number one. Top tip, sock tip number one. If you've never had a sock, try it. My wife got me into socks and I've never looked back. But I do look down at my lovely socks. (laughs) (laughs) Top tip number two. If you own more sock than you have feet, don't leave them to rot in a drawer. I use mine as festive doorknob warmers. But between you and me... I've got so much sock going on since I got married, I've had to double up or even triple up on my coldest doorknobs. My wife says she's never lived in a house with such warm doorknobs. 
Number three, we've all got a special sock that's been with us through some of our most precious moments, so it can be difficult to part with a sock that you've had on, for example, while you were watching a James Bond movie. But if you buy as many sock as I do, and I know I do, you might find your wife wheeling out a gong with too many socks now, spray-painted onto it in that military stencil font. And then she will strike the gong with a mallet again and again until you've whittled down your socks to a number that you have both mutually deemed acceptable in your marriage contract. When, not if, this happens, do what I do. Put on some double-sided sticky tape to your sock and fix it securely to a wall in that one room of your house that your wife refuses to go into. <laughs> then, underneath the sock, write down the name of the James Bond film in felt tip underneath it and, hey, presto, your very own blue pack. Plaque. <laughs> <laughs> For that historical sock. Number five. Can't find the sock you love? It's a more common problem than you think. That's why I have a dedicated place for my favourite sock. I simply drape it, drape it over the bathroom door. This also acts as a slam-dampening noise muffler, which can be useful when I come home with three bags for life full of socks that I bought off a shoplifter. <laughs> my wife can get annoyed. <laughs> Tip number six. Save water by filling your toilet cistern with sock. You can fit around a dozen sock in there before the reduced flow means that your wife's large solids no longer flush. <laughs> That's why I now insist on us both using the toilets at the local shopping centre. Women take ages what with wiping and washing their hands, so I get a chance to check out some of the latest sock patterns while I wait. Number seven. Can't afford expensive smart bulbs. Simply slip a coloured sock over a regular light bulb for affordable ambience. My favourite mood is a red sock for an instant romantic night in. But there are three things to consider. First, the sock is going to get hot, so don't pull it tightly over the bulb. I like to leave a little yanking teat to help me whip the sock off once the romance has concluded. Think that little bubble they tell you to leave in a condom, then stop thinking that because it's disgusting. <laughs> Second, the sock is going to get very hot, really hot. So if it isn't clean, the odours of the day can be grotesquely amplified. There is no way of knowing whether a sock is clean or not. So give it a precautionary squirt with the perfume of your choice. My wife likes So Scandal by Jean-Paul Gaultier. Half a bottle of that usually takes the edge off. The third and most important thing to remember is not to do anything underneath the light bulb that would be ruined by a very smelly sock catching fire and dropping onto it. In fact, it's probably best to leave the room altogether. Tip number eight. Sock hops were popular in the 1940s in America, and the name sock hop comes from the fact that attendees were asked to take off their shoes to protect the varnished floors of the gymnasiums they were dancing in. And these were originally started in 1944 to raise funds for World War II. Me and my wife celebrate this period of recent history by putting on a Hitler documentary and dancing around in our most patriotic sock. 
Tip number nine. Warning. Socks do not work on pictures of people. If you see a picture of a barefoot, you should print out a picture of a sock and use that instead. Do not laminate it as it will stop the picture of the foot feeling the benefit. <laughs> My wife has hypothesized a four-dimensional hypersock, and while I respect her intellect, socks in my mind should not need to be explained by a seven-minute YouTube video. I know Logs definitely watched a seven-minute YouTube video about a hypercube. <laughs> I fucking right I did, mate. <laughs> I, I need my hypersock conjectures to be as authentic as possible. <laughs> and finally. The final tip, number tip number 10 of the socks, is if you own a dog, why not create a toy for your dog by just simply filling a sock with mince? If the dog eats the whole sock, it'll pass through him in a couple of days, giving you a chance to practice a few choice quips for when you're walking him around the park and it finally comes out. I've tr- These are two I've tried out. that didn't get much of response for these. I've heard of wind socks, but I've never seen one follow through. Got nothing for that one. And I said, shit one, pearl one, because it was a knitted sock. Also no response. But the one that finally, the one that hit home with the people in the park was when I went out there deliberately wearing only one sock. And when that mincy, that formerly mincy sock came out of our St. Bernard's derriere, I said, oh, that's where it went. And I took off my shoe and I spent approximately 20 seconds fingering around in it, finding the hemline of the sock, before gently squirting it over my foot and then placing my foot, which was the largest it's ever been with the compacted matter, into a shoe. Not just any shoe, my shoe. (laughs) And um, I will say, on that day, I've never enjoyed making eye contact with so many people. Um, That's it. I've, I've I've learned socks. I hope your wife's teach you socks one day because it's been a real voyage of discovery for me but i hope one day she'll teach me about hats maybe that'll be next week well, you've really thrown me for a loop there because i thought i'd learned a lot about sock as you referred to it all the way through and then at the end you Fuck, said socks I, I deliberately can you cut all the s out of sock <laughs> yeah, i think there's a filter for that <laughs> just the second s though yeah Not Sing- singularize socks computer <laughs> singularize socks that woman's changed your life, Log. Yeah, I'd love to meet her. I can't wait to get another wife. <laughs> another, one of your several wives. They're just, they're just brilliant. They, they, they give you such a new insight into things. What's this one called? Sockmella Footlord. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't put Log on the spot like that, Joe. He's got one for you. I, that's exactly why I put him on the on the spot because I know I get sock mellow foot lord like that. Yeah, you, yeah. Just the problem is it doesn't work with bees anymore. <laughs> that's, you, you, you've worn that nipple to a stump. Nipples should your be nip- stumps. Yeah, your nipples not stumps. No, they're they're long and that's about six <laughs> inches. And I have to pin. I have to staple them to my belly. They <laughs> look like plague masks. <laughs> Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and find out all about how to help us do the P cast. Not the, not a piss cast. P is short for pod. 
Don't make them go there. Tell them how they can help us, Steve. Sorry? It's money, isn't it? Oh, yes. Money. (laughs) (laughs) We love money. And if you give us two pounds of it per episode... Oh, a whole host, a whole menagerie of rewards (laughs) await you. (laughs) A host, a menagerie, and a gamut of rewards will be heading your way. Not least of which, Steve. (laughs) I've never seen someone who uh, clearly doesn't know what they're about to say next resort to, (laughs) like, longer words. (laughs) Just like, if I just say as many long words as I can, like menagerie, then I won't have to finish this <laughs> just sentence. It gives me time to think of the next word I'm going to say, and it could be even longer than that word. It could. That's so true. <laughs> Amongst the rewards you get for helping us make the podcast is your very own B name. Mm-hmm. Boys, I would like you to give B names, B names to the following new patrons. Oh. Stephen Billings. Now, I know Stephen well, Billings had a 1.0 of just, was it just Stephen B. Stings? He had a first-generation B name, and it's uh, yeah. now he's ready for his Gen upgrade. One. Yeah, it's obsolete. It's planned obsolescence from us. <laughs> yeah, this um, is the iPhone 13 of B names. Yeah. Uh, yeah, your old stinger and abdomen don't work yeah, anymore. You've got to buy new not going to fly here, literally. Absolutely Bumblebees not. cannot fly. Idiots. Um, <laughs> there's no, is that there's no scientific reason they can fly yet they do. Also, ducks quacks. What's with them? <laughs> ducks quacks don't echo, but Stephen Billings do. <laughs> He's got Bill in his name. I thought it was relevant. Yeah. Ducks. God, there's a duck in the hive, baby. <laughs> right, add that bit right on the end. <laughs> so, what's his B name? I think it is in Toto. Uh, <laughs> ducks quacks don't echo, but Stephen Billings do. Oh, there's a duck in the hive, oh, baby. A duck in the hive, baby. <laughs> Great. We're going to really test out Matt's little video generating algorithm. Yeah, see how how long but it can But your go. name, his name for the purposes, should he wish to change it for the Discord, is Duck in the Hive. Is all right, all right. Duck in the Hive is all right. Come on. <laughs> You thought it was going to be shorter. <laughs> Please give a B name to Mega Slippers. I, I'm not suggesting this is going to be a B name, but it might feed into a B name that happens. Once upon a time, I did have a. a when I say once upon a time, it's not about the B name. I had a soft toy once that was a pink and white dog that I loved dearly. And I picked it up one day, and there was a wasp behind its ear that stung me, and I thought that dog had bit me. I thought. <laughs> And I never touched it again because I felt betrayed by my beloved dog. I just don't know how we can work Mega Slippers into that because mm. the dog looked a bit like a slipper. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with what Log just said. No, 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 that's fine. With, this, 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 it's workshopping, it's fine. Slip on that stripy lingerie and sting me. Oh, yeah. What about that? That's great. And do we want to feel turned on when we look at the Discord I w- names? I do want that. <laughs> Let's do it. Slip on that stripy lingerie and sting me. Mega slippers. Fantastic. And that, that great mood setting log with that little frightening story of a wasp, which I think... Mm. Yeah, I, I, that was a VHS thing about wasp. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he turned it right around into the porn that he's actually been watching. Exactly. It's all worked out. <laughs> Please give a B name to Benjamin Ford. A Ford, I saw a big 
be, but it's just a yellow car. <laughs> a Ford car. <laughs> and finally, please give a B name to Harvey. Brackets Pixel. Harvey Pixel. Can't stop shitting bees. Great. Sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> if you'd like your own B name, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by pledging an amount of your choosing per episode. Oh, it has to be two pounds mm-hmm. now, doesn't it? Yeah. It has, yes, it can be as an amount of your choosing, but if you want B name, etc., uh-huh. two pounds. What else episode, do they please. get, Joe? They get access to the Free hive t-shirts. itself. No, no. <laughs> Mute him. Sandwiches. He's making, he's making more promises we can't keep. Uh, Glandular correction. Okay, they can have that. Um, they get access to the hive, which is a private Discord where hip happening. Bees meet and fuck. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for our first fuck on the Discord. It's going to oh, be amazing. First fuck, first marriage, divorce, all the good stuff will be in there. Uh, but I like every time I'm on the show, and I don't listen to the ones I'm not on, so I don't know whether this happens. Um, I do, it's fine. I like to shout out some good Discord behaviour, notable Discord behaviour, and look... I do want to shout out someone. This is going to be a bit of a surprise. My Discord user of the week is Steve. Because Steve started playing the daily challenges of GeoGuessr and it's turned into its own miniature community Mm -hmm. of fucking nerds who love playing GeoGuessr every day. And it's genuinely very entertaining. Can confirm they are nerds though. Yeah. Well, nerds who know exactly where in the world they are, and that's, doesn't, that's not very nerdy to me, if you ask that's me. That's the most dangerous oh. kind of nerd there is. You could drop them literally anywhere, and they'd, they'd, they would look at a single road sign written in Bangladeshi, and they would know where they are. Bang- and they'd go... <laughs> Bangladesh, I guess. They'd go, you know what, that's in Bangladeshi, but that's the wrong colour of road sign, so I'm probably yeah. across the border. Oh, I'm in Bangladeshi town in Canada. <laughs> Um, yeah, there was a there was an uproar in the group the other day when uh, there was a there was a town covered in I think it was sick Flemish <laughs> and everyone was Same like thing. and there's Belgian flags everywhere and it turned out to be in Holland but it was a little enclave of Belgians in Holland yeah. absolute bullshit people were pretty angry about it that day there were a few I mean, that was a joke round that was meant to trick an absolute you joke up. of yeah. a round but I like it I like <laughs> it when they do that they sort of throw you these curveballs and they really keep you on your toes. They do. And then sometimes they just show you the Taj Mahal and you feel even worse because <laughs> you can't remember where the Taj Mahal is. Because you're like, it's probably New Delhi, right? Why wouldn't it be in New yeah. Delhi? I just assume it is. And it's bloody not. And he's like, oh, here are the pyramids. It's like, great. I know exactly where the pyramids are. Probably around. <laughs> they must have been right next to the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, my favourite Discord user this week is Steve. Yes, yes. he wins. Fucking Come play GeoGuessr with us. It's good. It's That's good. all I have to say. All right, I That's will. It. Christ, leave me alone. All right, I'll do it. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening. Good night. Kiss. Good night. I love you more than they do. I love you most. <laughs> Regular Ficheros. <laughs>